if you want to attract new people to your business, if you want to build up trust on mass, on scale for your membership site, you need content because content is something that can get found by anyone and everyone around the world. And it's there to build people's trust in you, in your knowledge, give confidence, and ultimately to draw them in to a sale. So we see content marketing as a way to make people feel happier or smarter, and then draw them into your sales funnels. You're listening to Pete Gartling give his definition of content marketing. He's half of the award-winning marketing duo called Andrew and Pete. And yes, they're from across the pond. You may not have heard of them yet, but if you're at all interested in digital marketing, I suspect you'll be seeing and hearing a lot more of them in the near future. As a team, Andrew and Pete specialize in helping solopreneurs and small business owners succeed through effective content marketing. Whether your goal is to generate more leads, create more customers, or build your business and brand, Andrew and Pete can help. They've been featured on many of the leading blogs, podcasts, and publications in the digital entrepreneurship and marketing space, such as Entrepreneur on Fire, Social Media Examiner, and The Huffington Post. Andrew and Pete also operate their own membership site called Atomic, where they teach their methods, techniques, and strategies for successful content marketing. I'm happy to have them on the show today and know you'll benefit from their insights. If you've ever felt like you just aren't getting the traction you want with your content marketing efforts, or are simply overwhelmed by the thought of beginning a content marketing strategy, this episode is for you. Andrew and Pete share with us their formula for creating traction with your content, the critical difference between average and awesome content, and real life examples of content marketing working for solopreneurs and small business owners. Andrew and Pete were a delight to interview, and I know you'll love this episode. As always, I'm your host, Eric Turnison, and this is episode 116 of the Subscription Entrepreneur Podcast. Welcome to the show, Andrew and Pete. Thanks so much for joining me. Whoop, whoop, whoop. We are so excited. You're going to have to sound more excited, though, Eric, than that. I mean... I'll, I'll do my best, you know, but I, I do have a confession to make um, before we get started. Ooh, go on. So last night, I went to andrewandpete.com. I signed up for your membership. I started watching uh, your first Content Mavericks show, and I realized that I really don't have to talk to you today. You already answer all the questions. You have so much content in there. I'm like, what? why am I even going to bother getting on the call with these guys? <laughs> well, that is a great uh, testimonial. I'm loving yeah. that. I'm loving that. So what you're saying is basically everyone should stop listening to your podcast, go and join Atomic instead. Well, they could do that. We could also just go to the pub. I think that's what you call it. I love how Americans say pub. It always comes with a slight pause afterwards, like to confirm and they've said it right, like Mm -hmm. pub. That's right. Word of warning, we are from the UK, everybody. I Mm -hmm. hope hope you can tell what we are saying. We'll try (laughs) to speak slower for you. Great. So the thing is, you guys have so much content on your website. You have a lot of blog posts uh, outlining specific tactics and strategies for content marketing. And these posts cover everything from social media tools and strategies, setting up chatbots, how to come up with ideas for blog posts, et cetera, et cetera. But before we go deeper into tactics, can you help level set everybody on what you believe content marketing is? Yeah, no, definitely. So for us, content marketing... It's, it's everything, right? Because if you want to attract new people to your business, if you want to build up trust on mass, on scale for your membership sites, then that's what you need to do. You need content. You could go networking. You could do, you know, face-to-face meetings. But really, if you want to scale, 
you need content because content is something that can get found by anyone and everyone around the world. And it's there to build people's trust in you, in your knowledge, give confidence, and ultimately to draw them in to a sale. So we see content marketing as a way to make people feel happier or smarter. So you want to either entertain, inspire, or educate some someone with your content, and then draw them into your sales funnels. That's what we see content marketing as. Got it. And if people aren't Andrew and Pete, can they still have the chance of being successful at content marketing? I mean, oh, it's yeah. much harder, but <laughs> <laughs> no, of course, like anyone has, anyone has success, mm-hmm. can be successful at content marketing. Even, even, um, sorry to put in, but even like technophobes, like if you don't know what you're doing, like you can still have success with this. You can still smash it. Yeah. And one of the biggest kind of challenges we get is people say, yeah, but Andrew and Pete, I'm not, I'm not like you guys, or I'm not as funny or as good looking or as great at creating content. And <laughs> you don't have to be, right? You don't have to, we're not, the answer isn't to be more like Andrew and Pete. The answer is you need to be a bit more of yourself. So although content marketing is great, it's not like a novel thing anymore. So there's thousands, millions of blogs published every single day. So many podcasts, so many video shows. So the key to being successful with content marketing is to not necessarily follow people that have done it already and just duplicate what they've done. Yeah, we can learn from them. We can learn what works from them. But you always have to put your own spin on it. You always have to bring something new to the party. That's how you're going to stand out with content marketing. And and given, like you mentioned, that there's just, we're inundated with information these days. You know, if you're just getting started, or even if you already have the ball rolling, how do you get it so that you're just not releasing things into a vacuum and people actually end up watching your content or engaging with it? Okay, so we break that down into two key areas. We um, traffic and reaction. And together, they nicely make the word traction, right? Mm. So we love this. So when you're, when you're creating content, what you should be aiming for is traction on that content, or you just end up doing exactly what you've just said, just like publishing blog posts out on to the internet somewhere and just kind of hoping that someone somewhere is going to stumble across that and then become a customer which 99% of the time does not happen unless you have a good traction strategy. So let's break that down. So traffic. So we need to have some kind of traffic source. And we always break down traffic into like three main key areas. We could get a bit more complicated, but like for the sake of keeping things simple, let's look at search. So search engine, are people searching online for what kind of content you are creating? Social, so are you building up a nice social media following? and a nice tribe on a specific social media platform, and then email. So we still absolutely love email marketing. We think it definitely has a place in 2019 still. And are we using email marketing to drive traffic to our content? Now, we're not saying that you have to use all three of those things to get traffic, but you need do need like a, a nice mix. Maybe pick one or two of them and make sure that is built into your content strategy. Then you need to get a reaction. So one of the best ways to get your content to more people is to get current people who are already on it, already consuming it, talking about it. So getting them to react to it in some way, whether that is commenting on it on Facebook, so you get some algorithm love, 
or whether that's sharing it with their friends or sharing it on Twitter. You want to get that reaction. And we get a reaction by not just creating vanilla content. Because one of the most important things that we see is people, you know, they'll write a blog or they'll do videos or they'll they'll create some Facebook lives and they'll get, you know, average reaction to that or perhaps no reaction to that particularly. And they'll just continue to do it. They'll post an average blog and get no no comments, no shares, no real feedback. And the next week they'll do it again and again and again month after month, never really getting better, just hoping that one day with blind faith, it will take off. Because we've been all, all been told that content marketing is a long-term strategy by experts out there. I mean, it is a long-term strategy in the sense that the longer you do it, the better you should be getting and the more results you should be getting. But that's not going to happen all of a sudden if your content isn't actually getting better. Mm-hmm. So for example, with our own journey, we spent years and years blogging and not really getting any results. But the moment we started to create really, really good blogs, and in fact, take it to another level and start doing video content, that's when we started to see a lot more reaction and traction as a result of that. Because it was, it was, and, and the funny thing is, like, it was almost an overnight switch, right? Because all of a sudden we went from, no comments to 10 comments and people sharing our stuff and people subscribing to our email. And oh my God, someone bought from us after some of our content. This is amazing. And it's like this amazing realization that actually it doesn't take years to get sales from content. It just takes one gut of one bit of like awesome content. Mm-hmm. So you need to break that habit of just creating content for the sake of it. Okay, so given that one of the main things that you're saying is create good t- content as opposed to average content. Well, not even not even good. Awesome content? Yeah, like ridiculously good. <laughs> okay, but what's the difference between average and awesome? Like how is that experience? Is that strategy? So the average blog length, let's just say that as a metric is around 1100 words like the average blog length on a study of a thousand blog owners. However, that's average, right? So the people that reported the best results had over 2,000 or 3,000 word blogs because it was more in-depth, right? And that's just one measure of how to improve your blogs or your content, right? Length, depth. But there's plenty of other ways to do it as well. So for example, our videos, like what's the difference between our videos to someone else's I'm not going to say average videos, but like, what is the difference? Well, regular. Regular. Hmm. And well, the difference is we, we actually make it fun. And sometimes you go a lot more in depth than other people. So they're two differentiating factors of our content compared to someone else's. And so you need to find that differentiation factor between your blog or video or podcast or social media videos compared to your competitors. Yeah. A good way to do it is the what we call the logo test. So if someone took the logo or the branding of your video or your podcast or your whatever, could it just be someone else's video or podcast or blog? Or is it unmistakably yours? And I think a really good measure is whether you get in that engagement. Mm -hmm. So if you create a piece of content and it doesn't get engagement, well, then it's just good. It's not 
great. Yeah. And we're not saying you should be getting hundreds and thousands off the bat, like mm. straight away, but you should be getting something. If it's good enough, you'll have at least one person that drops you an email or drops you a comment to say, wow, that really, really helped. Or that was really, really funny. Or that was really, really whatever. Yes. But we just see so many people just do the same thing over and over and over and over again, thinking one day, one day this will work. Or they're, or they're doing it because they feel like they should be doing marketing. And it's just like a nice tick on the to-do. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're doing it, if you're creating content for that reason, then we would argue, well, your time's probably better spent calling a potential customer. Yeah. Or like, going to a networking like event. People, people think doing something is better than doing nothing. Actually, it's probably not true. Yeah. So, for example, like uh, an Instagram story, right? You might just think, oh, I haven't done a story today on my Instagram account. I'll just pop on and I'll do a quick, like, I don't know, photo of something that I'm doing. And it's really random. It's like got no context. It's got no story in it whatsoever. What What is the result of that? Is that better than doing nothing? Well, I would actually argue that it's not. Like, yes, you're getting yourself out there. But in a bad way, if I scroll onto your story, it's boring. There's no context. I just swipe across. Next time you have a story pop up, I don't want to click on it because the last one was boring, which means basically the algorithm is going to start to move you down the list of stories Mm -hmm. when I log in so that I never see you again. So the result of doing something rather than nothing or something great then it's actually worse for your business. Yeah. So if you post average content, you're training people that it's average and not to come back. It's actually worse for your business, I would argue. Right. So what advice do you have? You work with solopreneurs a lot. You work with small business owners. And what are you seeing from them? Because, you know, I understand everything you're saying. And I think everything you're saying makes a lot of sense. But some questions... Uh, that come to mind um, just for the sake of role playing. I think people, if they're thinking about getting into content marketing, there may be some fear factors. There may be some doubt and uncertainty, but the ball needs to get rolling somehow. I mean, day one, if you've never done something, you're not going to be awesome at it. So there's got to be a, a, a learning curve, a way that the path that people can follow, right? No, totally, totally. And like, I feel like up until this point, we've just kind of ranted and said, rah, 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 don't do this. <laughs> but there is, there is a solution. Don't worry. And um, I think one of the major things is that people feel the need to be everywhere to get started and, and to do everything to be in front of everyone. Whereas actually the rea- reality is to be everywhere, you don't need to be on everything. And what we mean by that is if you were to focus your efforts into doing just one thing remarkably well, then everything else follows. And that relieves all this overwhelm and stress. So we call this our 90-10 rule. So you should spend 90% of your efforts doing just one piece of content remarkably well, and the other 10% experimenting and faffing on with everything else. So what this allows you to do is actually dedicate your time to create that awesome blog or that awesome video. Because what we see a lot of people doing is they have a blog, they have a podcast, They have a YouTube channel. They also create little video clips for Instagram. They try and do Instagram stories and they're trying to pin it as well. And they're trying to do stuff on Facebook and they're trying to build the bot. And all these things are just dividing up your time. 
and you end up doing average content. Yeah, and that is just completely overwhelming. And like, we completely understand how that can be ridiculously overwhelming to someone that's just getting started. And it can also be harder to actually get good at something because you you often, if you're trying to do everything, you stop being consistent, right? So just do one thing, do it really well, do it consistently. Don't expect to get amazing, amazing results off the bat, but every single thing should be improving. You should be getting better at it. And that's so much easier to do if you adopt the 90-10 rule. Yeah, there's a huge difference between, you know, just not getting any engagement now and not getting any engagement in five years' time doing the same thing, as opposed to trying your best to improve and do something remarkably well now, getting no engagement and then a little bit of engagement, and then a little bit more engagement, and then a lot of engagement, and then loads of engagement, um, you know, a few months down the line. Yeah, you're basically saying it makes more sense to dig one well than to dig many shallow wells. Exactly. That is an Instagram I like that metaphor. Mm. So are there people who shouldn't be doing content marketing? Um, And I ask you this because I get people who are looking to build membership sites, and it's clear from the way that they talk about it and and the way that they're perceiving it, that they're really not ready to start a membership site. Um, and to me, this is important because if you can know that there's something you shouldn't be doing, then that saves you time because it, it allows you to find the thing that you should be doing. You mentioned one already. Like if you're just thinking about doing content because you think you're supposed to, that probably means that you shouldn't be doing it. Are there any other things like that where they're just disqualifiers from people being the correct per- people for doing content marketing? So I guess there are some cases. So say if you need like five customers and each of these five customers is going to pay you 20 grand a month or whatever, then it might you, there might be an argument there for saying, well, actually, if you call 10 people and you sign up one of those a month, that might be a better way to get customers. If you are looking to launch a membership site though, which I'm guessing most people listening to this podcast are, then it's really hard to create a membership site when you don't have an audience. And it's really hard to build an audience if you're not creating free content to build that audience. So I guess if you want to create a scalable business, then I don't think you can get away with not doing content marketing off the top of my head. Would you agree, Pete? Yeah, exactly. No, 100% agree. I would agree as well. Awesome. That would have been awkward if not. (laughs) We're all in agreement. So what are some of the best examples you've seen of content marketing working for small business owners and solopreneurs? I mean, there's so many amazing success stories. And Mm. I think a lot of the great success stories have focused on the 90-10 rule, whether they've known they've been doing it or not. One of our favorite examples is a guy called Joe Wicks. I don't know if he's famous over in the States yet, Joe Wicks, the body coach, he is like a mini celebrity in the UK now because his content marketing <laughs> has gone that well. He's gone in like mainstream TV status. Yeah. So he was just a average Joe Wicks. <laughs> he was an average Joe. <laughs> he, was, he was a fitness trainer. And there's a tons of fitness people doing content marketing. But what he did, he focused his 9010, his 90% of the 9010 on Instagram videos. So he got on that straight away when Instagram videos started. And he started creating these really fun, what he called Lean In 15 videos. And they were just really fun recipe style videos where he's like throwing food into the pan and you learn how to make a whole meal in 15 seconds. 
and that just completely blew up. He got started. Get, he's got millions and millions now of followers, like a seven plus figure membership business style business, and it was all because he didn't follow what everyone else was doing from a content marketing point of view in his industry. He did something completely different. What's your favorite example? My Pete? favorite example. Um, one of my favorite examples is Brian Dean. So. He is an SEO expert, and basically his competition create prolific amounts of content about SEO and such like, and he thought, you know what, like, if I try and compete with them and try and create, like, these amazing blog articles, like, every week, I I just don't have the resources to cope with that compared to these other companies out there. So instead, what he did was he actually spent six weeks writing his blogs, right? He put a ton of effort into that, right? Hours and hours and hours and hours. And his blogs are like the most beautiful, in-depth, ridiculously helpful blogs on SEO on the planet that you've ever seen. They're like incredible. And because of that, immediately when you go on to his website and you read one of his blogs, you're like, oh my God, this is amazing. I need to share it. I need to tell the world about it. I need to link to this blog article. And in fact, what he did was he wrote a load of guest articles linking back to that because he had the time because he wasn't publishing once every week. He was publishing once every six weeks, which meant he had the time to put the effort in not only to write the blog, but to do some guest blogs for it as well. Mm -hmm. And because he did this, he, he now gets like hundreds of thousands of people coming to his website like every month to read his blogs. In fact, he won't even consider, get this, writing a new blog unless he's 100% happy with the current ranking of all his um, current blogs, which is insane if you think about it because most people are like, okay, blog done, next blog. Whereas actually what he's done is focused his time in making sure every single blog has the best possible chance of ranking. And that's how he gets traffic. That's how he grows his email list. That's how he gets his business. To how run. those two examples are just complete opposites. So Brian Dean is literally right. Once every six weeks, I'm going to pump out the best blog in the world. Joe Wicks was like, I'm going to do these weekly and they're going to be the quickest mm-hmm. recipes ever. Like it must have yeah. taken him no time to create. Well, in fact, he did the first 180 days, like back to back, one a day, one a day, Joe Wicks one did. video a day. Yeah. Yeah, for the first 180 days. But the both went against what was the norm in their industry. Both two extremes of creating great content. Yeah, but, you know, for the sake of um, devil's advocate, there are tons of people creating content every day. Now, it's not awesome content, right? That's the difference. (laughs) (laughs) But here's the thing. Awesome is subjective, isn't it? Uh Which I think goes back to your point earlier about you need to find your own voice, Mm -hmm. right? Because I think if you are speaking from a place where you're not trying to be something you're not, there is going to be a certain set of uh, people who are willing to listen to you. It may not be a million people. It may not be a thousand people. Not everybody needs that many people. Yeah. You know, and I think, again, you know, some of the challenges I, I, I see people having is they put their focus on the wrong thing. They, they are thinking about what other people want, mm-hmm. which is you want to do. But at the same time, what can I offer? 
What can I give? Which should be, I think, uh, more of the focus on, especially in the beginning, because who's going to listen to you if you haven't put something out there that's an offering, which not everybody's personality is sensationalist like Joe Wicks. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it doesn't mean that you can't just be yourself and you can't just be, if you're a quiet person, be quiet because there's, there's thousands of people like you who are on the internet looking for that too. And the only way you can truly deliver to those people is if you own it first. Yeah. And I think that another kind of point coming off that as well is that it's really easy to try to appeal to everyone. And we would encourage you almost not to try to do that. So you almost want to create, say if you are a quiet person, that might put off the people that like our stuff or like Joe Wicks's stuff, but that's okay. And you almost don't want to create content that doesn't put people off. Like you want to create content that draws to you people that do like your style, do Mm. like what you've got to say, but it almost makes it really easy to put off the people who don't like your style. So it's really rare these days where a a member joins Atomic that we don't get on with. So when we jump on the welcome calls, where we jump in the group, like we can tell that the kind of our people because they've been drawn to our personalities. So we find it quite easy to get on with them. Well, yeah. And you guys are a great example, actually, because there is going to be no surprise having gone through your sales copy, your videos. There's no bait and switch, yeah. right? Like you guys are yourselves. But th- this is a, it's a simple point, but I, I think that this is part of the challenge. Like people looking to create content, especially sales videos or sales letters, they skip the step of finding their own voice and they're like, okay, let me copy this thing. Yeah. In which case they come up with like some something that may look that may have cost them $20,000 and look good. But ultimately people get inside and are like, wait, like I just, I just like went through this really amazing sales process and now I'm in the ghetto. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And you know what? It's marketers fault. Like it really, really annoys us when we see marketers pitching things like download the blueprint or download the exact email templates that help me build this because what works for you isn't necessarily going to work word for word, which a lot of these things are, for somebody else or someone else's audience. Right. So this is great. I I love that you brought up the blueprint because you guys work with people Mm one-on-one, but if there's no blueprint, how do you approach that? Yeah. So there's processes. So yeah, you can follow, like, like we've got Content Mavericks. So Content Mavericks is a process that lets you come up with your own unique thing. Yeah. Right. So when you join Atomic, don't expect to say, right, copy and paste this email into MailChimp, send it, and you'll get customers. Because it doesn't work like that. And the marketers that are kind of pitching that probably know themselves it doesn't work like that. But they know that people want that because it makes it easy. It makes it sound easy. It makes it sound easy. Right. Right. Watching episode one of Content Mavericks last night, you very clearly state, sorry, you're going to have to do some work. We can't do it all for you. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And that's that's a damaging omission. It sounds weird to say it, but it's a damaging omission that you're expecting the people who paid you to do something. But really, that's what it takes to be successful. You got to do something. It's so true. And you know what? It's the biggest thing that kind of kills us. Because if you want to learn from us, you are, and if you want to join Atomic, then yeah, you know what? It's not, it is hard work. And in a way we are selling hard work, but we kind of say it's going to be a lot harder if you want to go out and work and work out that it's hard work yourself (laughs) first, spend years creating blogs that get nowhere, or you can 
you can pay us and we can teach you a process for coming up with something unique. But it is like if it was easy, if anyone could copy and paste email templates or sales page templates, then everyone online would be a millionaire. Right. Mm-hmm. But it just it just doesn't work like that. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah, there's just so many people that, you know, if you don't put in the effort, then they're not gonna create the demand they need to fuel the growth for their business. Yeah. And so they're gonna have to work three times as hard to hustle. To, yeah. to bring on board clients desperately, cutting prices to just have some kind of income. Yeah. Right, but then you're just trying to save a, shink, a sinking ship. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. But just to make a distinction as well, when we say it's hard work, what we don't advocate for is like the whole hustle mentality. No. Like if I just keep working harder and harder and harder and harder, then I'm going to get somewhere eventually. Because that's kind of exactly the same thing as pumping out the same crappy blogs. So we're not saying you need to like hustle either. It is just about working smarter, looking to see what people that have had success have in common and how can you apply that to your own content, your own audience, your own product. Well, also something that you reference specifically in your your course as well is persistence, mm-hmm. consistency. You, you have to be consistent and do something over and over again. Uh, and you don't have, to, it doesn't have to be every day like Joe Wicks. Yeah. Um, but you know, somewhere between every day and six weeks, yeah. you know, find, find a schedule that works for you and do a consistency because that's how you learn. And just to clarify too, when we're talking about hard work, I mean, that's the benefit of listening to people who have been there because mm-hmm. there's a balance. You want to find mentors and people who have been there and can give you a perspective from the top of the mountain. Mm-hmm. But you want to be very wary of people who say that they're going to give you everything, right? I'm so glad we agree Amen. on this because this could have been a really awkward podcast interview. But no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like surround yourself with inspirational people. Like that's what we've tried to do for the past maybe four, five years. We were very much focused on our local market before that. And it was actually when we went over to the States for the first time, we went to a social media marketing world in San Diego. And our eyes were just kind of opened because we felt like before then we were very much, we were so insular and like, this is, this is, these are our customers, people that we can drive to, people that can come to our office. And these are the people that we're going to look up to, the other people that were locally in marketing in our area. And then all of a sudden we were like, oh my God, there's like a big wide world out there. We need to become friends with these people. We need to talk to as many of these people as possible. Can that be a, a movie on BBC? <laughs> Andrew and Pete come to America. I mean, one day that that is on the bucket list. I would, I would yeah. really love that movie. Andrew and Pete take New York. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, find people, and there are communities out there like Atomic, like loads of other membership sites or communities or masterminds where you can surround yourself with inspirational people. I don't necessarily copy them, but learn from them, learn what you can apply to your own business. Right. And that's the balance. You know, you got to be willing to give and take. And and speaking of surrounding yourself with inspirational people, uh, you have Atomicon coming up. Boom. Yeah. Which is your live event. What was your inspiration for Atomicon and why did you do it? So we launched Atomicon based on demand from our members. So we had built Atomic and our members just really wanted to meet up. And they've been pushing us for years now, actually, to have a live event. And we've always kind of put it off. And we just thought, you know what, let's go for it. And our members kind of blew us away because we were expecting like 100 people tops at our first event. 
like we looked at our own budgets and that's what we said 100 people we wanted at our first event we expected to sell maybe 40 of those tickets in the first week the tickets went on sale but then in the first week we sold 280 tickets and then sold it out at 300 tickets so we're like oh my god this is this is crazy like they really did want an event (laughs) (laughs) so it's going to be a full day of inspiration of marketing tactics and how people are succeeding online with digital marketing in Newcastle. We've got some awesome speakers from that are going to cover tons of different topics and it's just going to be fun. Like we hate boring events. Like we go to a lot of conferences and some of them we struggle with, to be honest. (laughs) So we're really, really focused on making it not just an event, but like a full on experience. And, And not just, not just, an event, right? So we've got people speaking that are almost like we think we think they're like undiscovered talent, like like they deserve to be like on the big stages. Like often you go to a conference and you've been drawn in by this big name speaker, and actually like the talk is pretty boring. <laughs> like you don't actually learn anything from it, and you're like, "Well, that was rubbish." I learned more from that breakout <laughs> session from that random guy no one's ever heard of. Well. Our conference is full of those people because we've seen them. We yeah. know them. We know the results they get. And oftentimes they make more money than these so-called big names that, you know, you need to, so, so that's what the event's about. So everyone on our lineup is someone that we've learned from. And also some of the people you have are big names. Well, yes. Not to put anyone down. Yeah. There are some awesome <laughs> people with big names as well. I, um, including us. Including us. <laughs> And then also we've got like an implementation webinar, like the Uh month after, no, the week after, because after you go to a conference, you've got all these ideas, but what do you do with it? So like the whole purpose of the event is, is to actually like be that catalyst for change, make change happen. You're forgetting about the most important things that I'm most looking forward to. The parties. True. So we love, we love meeting people (laughs) at conferences. Like the networking is probably our favorite thing. So we have one conference with two parties. We've got the pre-party and we've got the after-party. They're going to be so great. And they're going to be like made for meeting your fellow attendees and getting inspired from other people's stories. Well, let's talk about the meta thing that we're talking about here, which is community. You guys put an importance on community. You do it in your marketing for andrewandpete.com. You have your Facebook group. And I think that that is part of the success. Yeah, no, definitely. One of the most rewarding things in in our business is the community. Mm-hmm. Like, if we can do something, and then the next day, like our members say, "Oh, they've made an extra thousand pounds this month because of that," or they've just saved themselves like three days back a month because of a little tactic we, we've told them, or something that one of our other members has told them. More importantly, yeah, or like yeah, one member talks to another, give them gives them advice. All of a sudden, the next week, they've bagged their dream client. Like that's life changing stuff for them, and it's like amazing for us. Um, makes us feel good, but then as a community spirit, that's just phenomenal. Yeah. So one of one of our favorite things to do is actually um, we call it the win of the week, which should really be like win of the month, but win yeah. of the week has alliteration. Sounds better. We did win of the year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and basically, what we do is we we give away like a prize. And it could be anything from like uh, a big bar of chocolate to a pizza that night or something. Mm-hmm. And we basically encourage our members to share their wins. 
and they they tell us the most incredible things. Like mm-hmm. they are all doing amazingly well, and it's really inspiring. But not just for us, but the other members get to see all that, mm-hmm. and we get comments all the time about how inspiring it is to read what everyone else has been up to. I love and to-, be, to be a part of that. Yeah, because you know we're talking about persistence. We're talking about hard work, and. You know, the fact of the matter is there's certain personality types who can go and lock themselves in a room and find it within themselves to push through and do whatever needs to be done. Mm -hmm. But I would think most people aren't like that and would benefit and do benefit from having a group of people they're taking the journey with. Yeah. Not to mention, this is a great retention strategy. You know, I know you're not doing it for strategic reasons. Oh, we are. Everything's strategic. Oh, I was I was trying to make you look good. I know. Yeah. I'm I'm not doing it for strategic reasons. Pete might be. But we just want to share the love. I'm the nice one. Well, that's why you guys balance each other out. Yeah. You know? But yeah, no, it, it's it's a great strategy because when you can share things with other people who are going through the same things as you, and you can motivate yourself from seeing other people succeed, that is a great way not only for you to be successful, but I'm more likely to share something with somebody else. Say, oh, I'm a, I'm a member of this great thing. You should be a part of it too. Yeah. And that's what we see happening. So not only do members inspire each other to take more action, but also then outside of that, it's incredible because they'll talk about it and they'll be excited and they'll be proud to be a part of it. And if someone's proud to be a part of it, then they're more likely to share it and talk about it, which is really important for the growth of membership site. And this this also falls under content marketing, like user-generated content, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And if you can encourage people to do that, that's even better. So for example, we um, when someone tells us that they've had like a really good win, what we'll try and do is post a Wi-Fi, a Wi-Fi, which is like a wireless high five from us. <laughs> and it just says like, woohoo, well done um, on doing or getting or winning, whatever. Being awesome. Being awesome. Mm-hmm. And that, that's a graphic that they can share. Mm-hmm. And we see people share that all the time. It is a great strategy. I know we were kind of joking about it. Is it a strategy? Is it just out of the goodness of our heart? But if you do want to grow a membership, then actually put in some thought into how you are fostering that community spirit within it, I think is really, really important. Yeah. And and I think really anything that works can be called a strategy. But before it's a strategy, it worked because somebody did it because it was who they were. Yeah. And that's why, you know, getting back to what we've, yeah. we've been talking about a, me- a number of times on this, you know, it's mostly important that you find your voice. What do you want to talk about? Where do you have value to add? And, you know, honestly, it doesn't even need to be valuable. There are so many people I would never watch because it's just gibberish to me. <laughs> <laughs> but there's an audience for that, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's an audience everyone when i say audience i mean in the purely number standpoint yeah like yeah there are people who have a lot of followers who i personally don't understand but it doesn't matter i don't need to understand it's their audience that resonates with them it's yeah. true and i think a lot of business owners compare themselves to like viral youtube sensations <laughs> and that kind of thing and you just yeah. don't need like if you think of what a million people looks like it's crazy and we'll have members complain that the YouTube videos only get like 50 views or something like that. And we'll say to them, well, can you actually picture what 50 people look like? Like you go into a networking event and you're speaking to 10 people maybe. If you're lucky. If you're lucky. Or you can create a video and speak to at least 50. 
Like, that's quite a lot of people. Yeah, like, you can sell and make a lot of money from a small audience. Like we have like big brands and even Fortune 500 companies come to us. And yet, you know what? Like our YouTube channel doesn't have 10,000, 50,000, a million subscribers. Right. Like we don't need that many. Obviously, that would be nice, and we want to get there. From a vanity point of view. <laughs> From a vanity point of view. But realistically, if you think about money and income, you don't actually need that much. Right. It's quality over quantity. And you know, the more fine-tuned and consistent you are in terms of what you talk about, the more your audience will reflect that. They'll know what you're gonna you're normally talking about. And if they're interested in that, they'll follow you. Exactly. And if you if you go back to um, the whole brand thing. If you had a room full of 100 people, if your brand was so blasé that those 100 people just forgot about you in the next day, that's your option. And the other option is to divide the room. And I would much rather have half the room ignore me and half the room love me and buy everything right. than 100% of the room forget about me the next day. So like coming back to the brand thing, why, why it's so important, why we take a standpoint on that straight away. Uh, within Atomic is because, first of all, like you want that, you want to attract the right people, but also it helps to give you ideas, like the Y five, like the the win of the weeks. Where did we get that idea? Well, it comes from our brand because our brand is all about that. It's all about promoting and inspiring action in people. How do we do that? Well, we start thinking of ideas, and then we come up with the idea of win of the week. And you know what? That was really on brand and. Can that help us get more retention? Yes. Well, then great. Let's keep doing it. But if we were, if we were like more analytical and less fun, then maybe <laughs> we would, maybe we could have like a stat of the week. Uh, I don't know. And you all post your bounce rate on your website, and we all have to see if it's improved. Woo! Doesn't that sound fun? Boring table of the day yeah. award. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here, here's not maybe not my final question, but close to my final question. Okay. Now, I'm not a content marketing expert, so I apologize for the fact that I've probably been asking you very basic questions. No, they've been good questions. This has been great. Well, well, thank you. But I'm going to say to you, what is the question or questions that, that people should be asking in this space? I think people should be asking, how do I make money with this? Because I think what we're discovering is that a lot of people don't necessarily have a marketing problem. Like they've read all the books, they've been on every webinar. What they don't have is a just a sometimes a grasp of, it sounds a little bit bad, but they don't have a grasp of just fundamental business rules. Like how does this actually lead to money? What is the most sensible business model for me? Should I be launching a membership site? Should I be focusing more on one-to-one stuff? And I think just having that business model in place and not only what your business model look, looks like now but what it looks like in 12 months can form a much smarter marketing strategy like they might be allured by the membership model is that realistic for you right now i'm not sure or vice versa mm-hmm. maybe you really want to get on and build your membership site but actually you're taking on new clients like one-on-one clients yeah and that's just eating into your time that you should be using growing your membership site. Mm-hmm. So you need to make a decision of when you're going to drop those clients. Yes. What's that strategy? Yes. Or can you up your price on those clients so that you can do less client work so that you can focus more 
on growing a membership membership. site. Mm -hmm. And it's all about really just getting smarter with your time and the money that you bring in with that time. Right. Now, knowing you guys, when you say business plan, I know you're not talking about like a big pack of paper (laughs) with a table of contents and graphs and stuff. What are you saying about us? (laughs) (laughs) You You know what we do geek out on, which a lot of people find surprising? spreadsheets so we do love a spreadsheet Mm -hmm. especially one that shows us how much money we could potentially make if we stick to our marketing (laughs) plan and i think a lot of people need that spreadsheet so like from the templates that are in atomic one of them is a template that will show you exactly where you're going for example um if you if you map out where people first come across andrew and pete right we did this um and it showed us like four main streams of where we got our members. The top one was from um, our content, like our YouTube channel and our social media. The second one was... Um, other was people's Other content. people's content. Podcasts so like, like this. Being on other people's podcasts, webinars. The third one was recommendations mm-hmm. and referrals from our members. And the fourth one was event events <clears throat> excuse me it was events <laughs> it was very hard that, that was, was weird wasn't it <laughs> so it made us realize that actually if we want to grow our business we're going to have to focus more on our own content because that gives us the most amount of business and guesting on other people's right and if we can increase referrals while we're whilst doing that great and maybe we shouldn't go to as many events because that gives us the lowest amount. Maybe we should cherry pick which events are really good for yeah. us. So I think being smart with the data you collect is really important. And I think just asking that, if you do currently have a membership website, like if you don't ask, where did you first come across me or where did you first come across this membership site? Then you are missing a big, big trick when it comes to your marketing. Mm-hmm. Right. That makes sense. But I think you probably should have done more research before coming on here because I'm actually not going to be sharing this with anybody. This is just for me. Like, I'm just going to listen to this myself. (laughs) Well, let's end the interview there then, shall we? (laughs) (laughs) Well, but that makes a lot of sense. You're basically saying if your time is a limited resource, if you're going to be investing it in something, make sure you understand how that is going to lead to somebody coming to you. Yes. And if you can't answer that question, just even conceptually, then it doesn't make any sense for you to spend your time doing that thing. Yes. Yes. It's just working out that reality. And I think a lot of people don't work out the reality of where they're currently at with their cash flow and where they're going and what they need to do to get themselves there. So even though we, we have a lot of fun, like we are very much grounded in, and we're very much strategic in, right, what are we doing that's going to help us achieve these goals? And I think that, they are the questions you should have asked us, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Starting over. Uh, so as I mentioned in the beginning, you guys have an amazing membership site, andrewandpete.com. I'm looking forward to, to continuing to go through Content Mavericks uh, and learning myself from your sage wisdom. I mean, the, th- the first thing I, th- I thought when I, I logged into the back end of your site was, wow, this is like uh, Netflix for marketing. Nice. Yeah, that's the effects we wanted. So. Nice. Well, good. <laughs> so really appreciate you putting all that content together. 
Thank you. <laughs> it's only it's only like twelve hours in. You've been a member, so yeah. I feel like that. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good compliment for twelve hours in. I feel like we all should should say at this point just to return the favor. It, it is all powered by Member Mouse, which we love. So yes, if you are thinking it. of launching a membership site, then Member Mouse all the way. Great. I appreciate you saying that. And I'm very much looking forward to meeting you guys in person when I come out to Atomicon this year. Yeah, it's going to be fun. We will take you to the pub. Yes. Oh, and I do have a question about that. So I've been watching the BBC. (laughs) (laughs) We we do have better channels in the UK, but okay, good start. (laughs) And there, there are some. There are many ways it seems to say goodbye to people, <laughs> and I want to know which one's the one that's going to make me seem most cool. Okay, so here are the three options that I know of. There's tickety tonk. <laughs> there's uh, cheerio, and uh, what's the last one? Toodle pip. <gasps> Toodle pip. Oh, oh. Hey, you know what? I think you should go for ta ta. <laughs> you know what? I, I think like you shouldn't say anything but those three. <laughs> Like, if you just say any of those, you will be the coolest American in town. I, mm-hmm. I guarantee it. But if I had to pick, I think Tootle Pip. Tootle Pip? Uh-huh. <laughs> cool. <laughs> oh, and just so I don't get off track. So uh, your site is andrewpete.com. Are there any other places where people can reach out to learn about you? Yeah. Yes. Our favorite place is YouTube. We create content every week on there. So if you go to andrewandpete.tv, that will take you right to that but we're pretty much on everything as Andrew and Pete. So just search away, find us. Do say hello. We do man everything ourselves. So please do say hello if you're watching this on whatever platform you want. And one of us will say hello back. Great. And we talked a little bit about Atomicon and I'm really excited about going there. There's a number of speakers that I'm interested in hearing what they say. Is there a way that um, maybe sometime in the future you're going to be releasing this content? on your site somewhere that people yeah. can... Yeah, so um, all links can be found at andrewandpete.com, but the direct link is just atomicon.co.uk. That's atomic O-N, like atomicon.co.uk. Um, and you'll be able to get yourself on a wait list. So when we release tickets for the early bird for 2020 event, mm-hmm. you can get access to them Um quicker than anyone else so the majority of the sessions will be on atomic if you didn't want to get a virtual pass but atomic 2020 is going to be epic we've started planning that now as well Mm -hmm. so if you've missed out on 2019 then come to 2020 for sure awesome well thank you so much for coming on and chatting with me really appreciate it thank you thank you so much for having us and thank you everyone for listening that that was fun yeah thanks everyone for listening um we hope to hear from you and please 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 do drop us a comment on our youtube channel or social just so we know that you listen to this podcast and made it all the way to the end awesome well appreciate it guys and again look forward to seeing you in march cheers eric see you eric ta-ta ta-ta pip. That concludes episode 116 of the Subscription Entrepreneur Podcast. Many thanks to Andrew and Pete for joining us, sharing from their extensive knowledge and experience, and keeping us entertained all the while. And thank you for listening to this episode. It's my hope that you found this episode valuable, inspirational, and even a bit entertaining. If you did enjoy this episode, please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher, and share with your friends, family, and colleagues. In our next episode, we secured a rare interview with a world-class web developer and designer named Ryan Murray. Ryan isn't one to typically appear on podcasts. He's usually too busy building powerful WordPress sites for Fortune 500 companies and solopreneurs alike. 
Ryan has over 20 years of experience developing WordPress sites and joins us to share his insights into what it takes to succeed online. He also has a knack for getting his client to page one on Google and gives our listeners some advice on SEO. So stay tuned to the Subscription Entrepreneur Podcast, and we'll see you next time. And as Andrew and Pete would say, toodle pip. Toodle pip.